There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 43 of the Digital Freemason podcast for the week of December 4th, 2006. This episode, now that we are sort of in the belly of the beast, uh, so to speak, in regards to uh, Christmas get-togethers and functions and uh, all the things that are associated with that in regards to uh, good food and good drink, sort of a, sort of a light-hearted piece that talks about the uh, working tools of the social mason. Uh, this piece was originally done by uh, Brother D. Cameron of the Rifle Lodge 405 in Edinburgh, Scotland. It sort of takes a, a bit of a slant on, uh, on the working tools of, uh, that are done in our degrees and puts it sort of in context, which I think would be appropriate, seeing as we're all entering into a little bit of drinking and a little bit of fun. It's just making sure that we uh, stay within due bounds of, uh, of being Masons here. So here is uh, Brother Cameron's piece, The Working Tools of the Social Mason. The working tools of a social mason are the fork, the knife, and the glass. The fork is an implement by which even the most inexperienced mason can secure, by reaching across the table, the most succulent and delicate morsels which adorn our festive board, to delight the eye and stimulate the jaded appetite. It is used to convey the various portions to the part of the anatomy which was specially designed to receive them and which reduces all nutrients to a common level. More especially, should it be used as in partaking of peas as they are vegetable, vegetable globules, if conveyed to the mouth by the knife, may rather be elusive. The knife, when properly grounded and sharpened, can be used to dissect the anatomy of the most venerable chicken, divide and prepare it into portions to suit the aforementioned aperture, so that it may be fulfilled to excess and thus prevent the frequent flow of eloquence that is dis- the distinguishing characteristic of a convivial mason. The glass enables him, with accuracy and precision, to ascertain and determine the amount of liquid most conducive to the preservation of our general jovality, and through the glass has not the mark known as a pretty. The expert craftsman can measure his taut by the two or three finger rule. But as we have not met at this festive board as speculative but operative and energetic masons, it is the morals conveyed by these tools which we are specially requested to regard. Thus, the fork teaches us not to sit still and wait for that which most desire, but to reach out, secure and retain it, profiting by our opportunities and assimilating knowledge gained by our experience. Nor should we forget that the little things in life should be looked after, lest they elude our grasp and be beyond recall, as the prongs of the fork are equal and mutually assist each other, being bound together in one complete structure, so are we equal when we meet as masons. The fork also teaches us to stand shoulder to shoulder and practice those four qualities which cannot be too strongly recommended to our notice. These are straightforwardness in all of our dealings with others, good temper in our differences of opinion, sympathy with the failing of a brother, and fidelity to the sacred ties that bind us. The knife points out the value of acuity, for, as it is required to be sharp and in good order to cope with the problems which confront us, 
so must we take care of our mental and corporeal faculties, that we may not be cut off more than we can comfortably chew, but to limit our desires in every stage of life, so that to embrace by merit we may live respected and die regretted. The glass inculcates the necessity of moderation of all things, for, as it has no graduated scale to measure, its varied contents and the user must exercise his judgment as to the amount of liquid it contains. So must ascertain and not exceed the limit of our internal economy, and, as a glass will only hold a certain quantity without detriment to its surroundings, so must we learn our capacity and prevent overflowing with untimely hilarity or the confusing of our mental and physical powers. Thus, the working tools of a social mason teach us to bear in mind and acting, act according to the cardinal virtues, prudence and temperance, that, when we are summoned to drink the, the Tyler's toast, after partaking of the good things which Providence has provided, we may rise and depart homewards with a gratifying testimony of a contented mind, equal poise, and a clear brain. So I always like a good parody, and uh, this one's a bit of a parody, but as well gives some points to consider as uh, you're heading through the, as I say, the Christmas social season, and uh, sort of reminds me of uh, something that I've seen on the, uh, at the bars of, of a number of different uh, lodges that I attend with their festive boards, and it says, this bar is dedicated to those brethren who make drinking a pleasure, who reach contentment before capacity, and who, whatever they drink, can take it hold it, and still remain brethren.' 